0: This podcast is sponsored by Blue Butterfly, the go-to cocktail bar and place to meet on Earl Street Maidstone. Bluebutterfly.co.uk
1: Kent Online News. News you can trust. This
2: is the Kent Online Podcast.
0: Nicola Everett. Hello, hope you're okay on Thursday, October the 14th. Thanks ever so much for downloading today's podcast. And we're starting off with news that doctor's surgeries in Kent are going to be rated on league tables as part of new plans to improve surgery services. The government's also announced a £250 million package for across the country. GPs in England that don't offer enough face-to-face appointments won't be able to access that funding and instead will be given an improvement plan. Now, many appointments, as you may well know, were done remotely during the pandemic, but it seems some people are still struggling to see their doctor in person. Let's hear first from Health Secretary Sajid Javid.
2: From what I've seen, the latest uh, numbers that are published by the NHS before the pandemic, I think it was roughly around 80% of consultations were face-to-face. At the moment, it's around 60%.
0: Labour Shadow Minister Emily Thornbury also says it's important that people are seen face-to-face.
3: The general feeling is, is that it's better to see the whole person, how you walk, how you sit, how you are you know, it's also an important part of the diagnosis.
0: Well, one of our most read stories on Kent Online today is about a woman who called a surgery in Herne Bay almost 300 times to try and get an appointment for her mum. Elaine Harrod ended up taking the 84-year-old to hospital with a suspected eye infection after being told she couldn't be seen for several days. She was promptly given antibiotics. But let's hear firsthand what it is like for a GP at the moment. Dr Julian Spinks is based in Strood and is our resident health expert.
3: By now, um, really, there isn't a reason why people can't be seen other than Uh, the workload has gone up very significantly. We've got falling numbers of GPs, falling numbers of practice nurses. Uh, The population is getting larger and older and sicker. And that's the real challenge we've got. And the hospitals face the same thing. We have uh, amongst the lowest numbers of GPs per head of population in the Western world. Um, And that's a long-term thing. We're not going to be able to turn it around very quickly, but we need to be thinking for the future because the population is only going to grow further and get older.
2: And then those services stretched even further if you don't have the, 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 the number of GPs to, to actually look after those people.
3: Yes, and we have some very large list sizes down in Kent. Um, for example, Swale has got one of the largest list sizes per GP uh, in the country. One of the practices I work in works out at about three and a half thousand patients per GP. And try as we may, it's very difficult to meet that demand. Um, And so quality goes down and we try and find other ways to go around it. And in fact, things like telephone triage, the process of talking to people before they're seen, has allowed us to pick out the people who really do need to be seen urgently. And so I think in some respects, the quality has gone up. I'd love to see everybody face to face. It's as hard work, if not harder, doing it by telephone. But realistically, if we went back to that, the number of uh, consultations we could do would go
0: down. We've been asking on our socials today if you would prefer a GP appointment in person or if you're happy with a telephone or video consultation. Oliver Kemp joins me now. Oli, you've been looking through the responses.
2: Yeah, quite a mixed response from our Facebook audience, Nicola. I'll start off with Bobby Louise Willis, who says, I've never had an issue with my doctors, which is the Whitecliffs Medical Centre in Dover, and seeing someone if needed, it made life easier having the easier issues sorted over the phone. And when a face-to-face was needed, I could, so, so I can't fault them. Now, this comment from Jane Dunford, though, says, No, 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 doctors should be seeing patients again. Someone will die soon if they continue diagnosing over the phone. Now, that is, of course, quite an intense reaction to it, but it does echo what some campaign groups are saying, that they're concerned about misdiagnoses happening due to telephone appointments. Now, Tracy Paul says, I've had three telephone consults this year and one video call with my GP and found them very good, which is an interesting one. Perhaps more people would be happy with virtual appointments if they could see their GP over video. But of course, that wouldn't be possible for those who haven't got access to a smartphone or a computer.
0: We're staying with health news. And next today, a campaign's been launched urging patients to be more considerate of staff at some hospitals in Kent following a spate of abuse. Workers and their children from East Kent Hospital's Trust featuring posters which have gone on display in the emergency departments at the William Harvey in Ashford and the QEQM in Margate. It's hoped it will remind people to be kinder. Christina from our colleagues at KMTV has been chatting with Joanna Williams who's Deputy Head of Nursing for Urgent and Emergency Care at the Trust.
1: We've had a a really tough uh, few years as as you know Um, and we'd unfortunately had um, a bit of unpleasantness from some of the patients uh, that were coming through the department and we felt that it would be nice to kind of remind people that we are here to help. Uh, you know, we are a mum, it's my children that are in a lot of the photos, we are a mum, a dad, um, a brother, a sister and actually just to remind that we are working under lots of, of pressure and you know, to, just to be kind um, and to remember that we are not here to tolerate abuse, we're not here to be sworn at, we're not here to be shouted at, we're here to help, to do a job and we just felt it was a nice reminder to people um, to just to be kind and that the Trust do um, run a sanction procedure so actually we are able to say that we will not tolerate that and that the Trust um, uh, support a zero tolerance around abuse to staff.
0: This was also the topic of conversation on the lowdown on our Facebook Live last night. Dr Julian Spinks, who you heard earlier, says it's not just hospital staff who are affected.
3: I think there's been uh, a significant increase uh, since the, part of the start of the pandemic and particularly this year in the amount of particularly verbal abuse uh, that they face. And often it is the receptionist, the the, the front-end staff who take that, whether it's seeing people face-to-face or um, over the telephone, more than GPs, although I've experienced people becoming really quite aggressive um, over the phone at me, luckily nothing face-to-face. And it's difficult to explain why that's happened. It seems to be a mixture of the fact that the pandemic meant people are waiting longer for things, plus some of the the, uh, things that are going in the press and on social media which give the impression that general practice is is somehow closed and that GPs are hiding and trying not to do any work which is completely not the
0: case You can still watch that episode in full by heading to the video section of our Facebook page and finally on this today is Matthew Scott who is Kent's Police and Crime Commissioner
2: Well I think that anyone who assaults an emergency worker whether they are a nurse, police officer, firefighter, paramedic uh, is atrocious and I think we should all do what we can to support our key emergency workers uh, and making sure that people who assault them do go to prison. It's that collaboration between the NHS and policing and the fight is really, really important so that people don't get assaulted or don't feel like they're going to be assaulted just for doing their jobs uh, and that we hold those to account who are committing these offences.
0: Kent Online News. Some other top stories for you now and Insulate Britain is suspending its protests until October the 25th. Their demonstrations have caused major problems on busy routes including the M25 here in Kent over the past month or so despite them being threatened with prison sentences. With well, the groups delivering a letter to the Prime Minister that's calling for him to make a meaningless statement that we can trust at the COP26 climate conference in Glasgow. That gets underway at the end of this month. A man's been arrested on suspicion of attempted kidnap after a girl was approached and told to get into a car in Raynham. The suspect is reported to have placed his hand on her arm in Solomon Road but then drove off when the victim said she was calling the police. A 35-year-old has been released on bail. It comes after several schools in Medway had issued stranger danger warnings in the past week. A secret compartment containing more than 18,000 illegal cigarettes has been discovered by police at a shop in Gravesend... Officers made the discovery behind an air vent at the business in Milton Road. More was found hidden under a bench. Two other shops were also searched, with a total of 28,000 cigarettes seized, along with more than 130 pouches of tobacco. Three people have been treated in hospital after being attacked with glass bottles on a train to and from Dartford. They're reported to have been targeted by a group of young people, with one victim being kicked in the head. At Kent Online today, you can see images of four people who police are looking for. The Kent Online podcast with Blue Butterfly, Earl Street Maidstone. The boss of Southern Water says he's still very angry about deliberate sewage spills in Kent. Earlier this year, the company was fined a record £90 million for releasing 21 billion litres of sewage into protected waters between 2010 and 2015. Ian McCauley became the chief exec in 2017 and says since then, things have changed.
4: Obviously with court cases I'm limited in some of the things I can say because there is still uh, an existing investigation. Um, There were some deliberate acts uh, and that's one of the reasons why I I made the recommendation to the board. A, self-reporting into the regulators working with them, but very clear with the board that when it did come to court, uh, which was this year, um, that we would plead guilty to all charges because we were. Uh, Simple as that. and as I say, you probably can tell, it still makes me extremely angry today. Um, what did we do about it? Um, so, yes, I have spent a, a fairly significant amount of my time both dealing with court cases, which I prefer not to, uh, but also putting in place proper lines of defence, proper measurement, which I think is germane to this inquiry. There's a lot of discussions that in previous sessions. have all got to the point of, if it matters, measure it, because you can take proper action. So we've made very sure um, that we now measure all, all, of, all of our uh, storm flows, virtually now, we're at 98% with EDMs. Um, we have a three line of defence model, a director of risk and compliance. We have um, independent audit as well uh, to make sure that we cannot be doing it again. The behaviours were inexcusable. I won't even try uh, to excuse them as a, uh, as a CEO. It had head's role then, were the individuals identified and dismissed? Yes.
0: However, the company has been criticised again after wastewater was released into the sea following a fault at a pumping station in Broadstairs just last week. No swim zones have been in place at 14 beaches in Thanet as a result. Despite that, the organisers of the National Paddleboarding Series say they're confident the final will take place in Kent this weekend. Andy Webb runs Kent Surf School on Viking Bay Beach in Broadstairs, and has been speaking to Lucy.
5: We've only just found out, really, today. We've, no one's been really liaising with us, um, so it has been put us a little bit worried. Um, but as of today, we've been um, assured that uh, you know that it's going to be happening. Um, so we're we're not worrying too much now, um, and we can crack on and get this national race. Um, Done, which is, is something really new for this area. This is what we're trying to do. We're trying to not end the season with a negative. We want to end with a positive, with holding a national series race where people compete all across this country, which has been happening on numerous events. Uh, and this is the last of the series. Don't get me wrong. This is a really big thing for Kent. Um, to boosting tourism um, and uh, making the sta- making, showcasing the stand-up paddleboarding world, as well as our beaches and our coastline, which is utterly beautiful. You know, We don't want to be ending with a negative impact of southern water ruin. It and let me quote Southern Water have ruined it. This is their responsibility here, it's no one else's fault here. Uh, they're to blame, um, and um, we're trying to pick up the pieces. So let's make sure that we get this as a positive thing for the end of the season
0: and how disappointing has it been for you and for other people who wanted to enjoy the sea around you know thanet and also you know areas like whitstable because there has been a few incidents over the summer and the last few months where people haven't been able to go out into the sea how how upsetting is that for you as a business and for people who just want to enjoy the water it's
5: catastrophic you know it, it's huge for an impact on on everyone's business not just my own as a water sports center at Kent surf school it's um, other businesses are impacted through restaurants um hoteliers uh, you know it has a major impact and we don't want uh, the Costa, Costa Del Thanet being the Costa Del Poo site for people to come to do you know what I mean so it, it's a massive impact that it has negatively um, and let's just you know say this isn't the first time this has happened this has happened a few times now um, and um, the impact it had on my business we had to cancel loads of lessons Um, on this impact um, and refund money. And it's embarrassing telling people why we're doing that, you know, but again, we've got a duty of care to people um, when they come to the water and they come to this area that we have to look after them, that they want to enjoy the area, and they want to enjoy our waters. Most importantly, Uh, they don't want to be finding any debris wrapped around their feet or anything, you know, it's, uh, um, we want to be giving people that positive approach of coming to Thanet. We've had a, a march that's taken place, uh, just the weekend just gone um, in Whitstable with um, SOS Whitstable um, and they had uh, surface against sewage there and talked about how um, the fight against the sewage problem, the fight against southern water. And it's all of us. We've all got to take up. We've all got to do our part, you know, um, and we've got to play our part in coming together to stop this problem from happening we love our coast we love our water and that's our selling point it's our selling point for living here you know is our our coastline you know
0: absolutely and and do you think that this might have put people off coming to Kent for the coast
5: definitely definitely it does have an impact obviously if you're a professional paddleboarder and you look after one's health and you're uh, um, constantly uh, going to the gym and and keeping up your paddleboarding experience the last thing you want to do is get into the water and make yourself ill um but you know let's be let's be clear here it's the debris in the water the water is treated um through a uv uh, light um light it's gone on for a number of t- times now and uh, we've had a number of tides now that have washed all this away um it has that negative impact for people coming yes but at the same time um it's not staying in the water it, you know the water's huge um you know, and it's very likelihood that you've ever heard anybody being seriously ill, you know. And if that people are really ill, then you will hear a lot more about it that were into the water. There were surfers out today, paddleboard. There's people been paddleboarding today at Viking Bay. Um, you know, it's a, remember, it's only advisory. You know, it's an advisory because um, the local authority have to do that as a duty of care for people, you know. Um, but be, I've used the water. I've been in the water. Other people being in the water surfing and paddleboarding. Um, and, and I'm absolutely fine, you know, and perfectly well. Um, But yeah, like you say, it does have a negative impact. You know, people might think twice about entering the event or coming down here. But this is where um, we need to make this a positive. You know, we need to make sure that we're telling people and really educating people. And that's where the likes of the local authority in Southern Water need to be um, doing regular updates, along with our environmental health, to really um, make sure that people have got confidence in coming here and using the water.
0: It'll be the first national racing that's happened in the county and it's hoped it'll inspire more. More people to give it a go.
2: Kent Online reports.
0: Aldi has announced plans to open another 100 stores, which could include some in Kent. The supermarket's investing £1.3 billion to grow its retail estate. Bosses are looking for town centre sites in places like Ashford, Dover, and Tunbridge Wells. The Woodland Trust are warning the UK risks failing to meet its carbon net zero ambitions unless more trees are planted. They're also calling on the government to restore and improve the conditions of forests. The tree cover here in Kent is about 13%, which is similar to the national average. Meantime, a number of parks and green spaces in the county have been given a Green Flag Award for the first time. Kersney Abbey and Russell Gardens in Dover, along with Grove Ferry Picnic Site near Canterbury, are among those recognised for their quality. You can see a full list of Green Flag-awarded parks across the county at Kent Online. Food vouchers will be provided for children entitled to free school meals during this October half-term. Families will get £15 per pupil to use in supermarkets and local shops. The council's funding the scheme with government money to support vulnerable households over the winter as the country continues to recover from the pandemic. Folkestone College has become the first in Kent to be listed as Makaton friendly. Staff have been trained to use the language, which is based on symbols and hand gestures. It's hoped it'll help the supported learning students with communication inside and outside the classroom. Australian swimmer Chloe McArdle says she broke the world record for crossing the English Channel even though she was struggling with a chest infection. She completed her 44th swim between Kent and France yesterday but the 36-year-old says she felt nowhere near full strength. I haven't been sleeping for the last week. I've been up nights coughing so sporadic sleeping. I've been averaging about two and a half hours a night. I was concerned about my energy levels today. It would have been struggle if the if it was choppy today it was a bit lumpy an incredible achievement and she's hoping to inspire more girls and show that anything is possible. And finally, at Kent Online today, you can see how a sitting-born family have transformed their front garden into a haunted house for charity. For the fourth year running, the Amys, who live in the Finches off Heisted Road, have created a large Halloween display. It's made up of five spooky scenes with animated props and jump scares, and it will open to the public tomorrow. The family's asking for donations to the Autism Apprentice. Well, that's all for today. Thanks ever so much for listening. Don't forget, you can follow us on facebook twitter and instagram plus you can subscribe to the im news app that will give you access to all km group newspapers to do it just head to kentonline.co.uk forward slash subscribe news you can trust this is the kent online podcast This podcast is sponsored by Blue Butterfly, the go to cocktail bar and place to meet on Earl Street, Maidstone, bluebutterfly.co.uk.